money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Oh, it's fall. It is. The summer has passed. I know. Thanksgiving's all done. I can't believe that this is all happening. It's really fall now. It is. Yeah, yeah. So... So welcome to fall. And our daughter's getting married. Fall fall so, is actually one yeah. of my favorite times of year. I mean, I, I, but I like fall because the, the bugs go away. <laughs> I, I get outside. It's still nice. And uh, you get to cut wood. I get and to it's cut not, wood. And you're not sweating. And there's nothing better than coming back from like a couple hours of cutting the wood to make you feel manly. So Yeah, wh- whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You All feel, right. You so feel we're talking good. money today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about cutting wood. No. No, but I, yeah, this is a serious topic. We have Ray back, as you can hear him laughing <laughs> at us. Welcome to the show, Ray Borg from Financial Discipleship Canada. Um, Ray, you're a regular on the show. If if you haven't heard Ray's wisdom in previous shows, and I and I say that with a smile, but I say that in all seriousness. Uh, it sounds like he's ribbing you. I am. I am he's as it came out of my mouth, I thought this is going to be taken like I'm I'm ribbing him, and I'm not. We love, I love having you on the show and I love your wisdom and I love what you bring. And that's why we keep having you back. And, and I think <laughs> our, you. our listeners and our, and guests feel the same way. So if you haven't heard Ray, certainly, um, you know, archive shows, as you know, chri.ca, more than enough.ca. Those are where they are on the web. And then, of course, we're on multiple podcasting platforms. Tune in iTunes, uh, Google Play. All kinds of places. And again, if, if you're, we're not on your podcast platform, search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. And if it's not there, reach out to us at morethanenough.ca and we'll see how we can get to get the podcast onto your platform as well. So, wow. Okay. Got all that out. Now all of that's breathe. out. Here we yes, are. Yes, here we are again. So we're going to go after Ray's wisdom again. <laughs> <laughs> No, we shouldn't bug him. He's so kind to come back over and over again. Anyway. Okay, scripture verse this morning. So the last time we had a discussion with Ray, it was really good and hard and all of that. Um, It was about discipleship and what does it mean to be a a discipleship of Christ and what does that have to do with finances? That was in the September show. And this, this show probably just kind of diverges from that. That I, I was thinking when I read the verses, you know, we're in the fall. This is supposed to be like harvest time. Yeah. And the verses we're, we're going to read are about, about planting plant. and sowing. Right. <laughs> I don't know. If, and I'm not going to read all of the verses today. This is, we're taking a verse out. Um, we were recently in church and heard a message on it. And I leaned over to Dave and I said, we need to talk about this on the radio because um, we need to unpack some of what Jesus was talking about. It's the parable of the sower. And as we know, 
Uh, the sower went out to sow and he threw the seed everywhere. And it went on rocky soil, it went in thorny soil, it went on good soil, it went by the wayside. And then Jesus, um, because the disciples, I think, were a little confused about what it all meant, as they often were, as we often are, um, he explained it. Now, the one verse that we're going to look at specifically is uh, found in Luke 8, 14. And it's about the seed that gets thrown into the thorny places. Mm-hmm. And it says, now the ones, uh, the seed that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. Then the next verse says, the seed in the good ground, these are the ones who, having heard the word with an honest and good heart, hold on to it and they bear much fruit. And some one of the versions says like 60 fold or like just mm-hmm. vast amounts of fruit. But the thing we're going to look at today is... And we always like to focus on the multiplication. I know, right? yes. And One yeah, of these yeah. days we'll just be all positive and focus on things that are all positive and good. But today we're going to look at um, what's choking mm. the seed. What's choking us? What uh, is keeping us from bearing fruit? And um, this verse says that when we are choked with the cares, the riches, and pleasures of life, we bring no fruit to maturity. These are, uh, these verses have always gotten my heart because I probably um, think often about the cares and the pleasures and the riches of life. And, and how do we keep ourselves from being choked by them, especially as disciples of Christ? Mm-hmm. What do we need to do? So we're going to unpack that this a little bit this morning. And you guys. Are- so if you're a gardener, or you know a gardener, you better like, don't stop, but you know, share the show with them because this is a gardening show. And I think like, okay, it's a money gardening show, Uh, but recognizing that it's such a great metaphor, parable, like we can all picture this. I'm not a gardener, but I get the fact that if I put a seed in the ground and, and it doesn't have the space to get to maturity, it's going to be stunted. It might never grow. Like I, I get that, and I'm not the gardener. Like I, well, it's going to get choked that. out. Thorns will choke out a good, a good plant. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it's- and I'm thinking the same thing. My wife, she can identify in our garden immediately. That's an invasive plant, and it will just take over, and it will crowd out the others, and then it actually destroys their root structures. And they'll never mature. And actually, in a year or two, they'll completely disappear because they've been crowded out by the invasive plant. Yes. And, and and one of the things that I don't know that Jesus necessarily says that, but I think, and I want to put this right out front, is is that the quicker we can identify the 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 things that are going to choke us out, the cares, the riches, the the uh, the pleasures, if we can identify those early then it's easier to get them out, right? Yeah. It's it's easier to create some space around so there there is maturity because once those weeds grow to maturity, well, that's a big deal. You pull those out and you're probably going to destroy the plant, right? Like, and again, there's, there's, so, you know, even me, not the gardener gets that a little bit, but to apply this practically to our lives and say, okay, when it comes to money, the whole point that Jesus wants us to do is, is to grow into a mature, healthy person, like to, 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 to experience, to 
be the fruit, right? I mean, all and of to that. bear the fruit. And to mm-hmm. bear. But if we're so focused, if I am so focused on my worries and anxieties over paying bills, I'm not necessarily feeling free that I can invite someone over and and share the love of Christ with mm-hmm. somebody because yeah. my focus, like that's just a practical thing. If I'm so focused inward about the stresses, then I'm not reaching out to bear to bear fruit and offer the the cup of living water to others. I know race. You know, I'm just thinking about our conversation even just before we went on the air. The whole concept, you know, taking the analogy of the 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 gardening, we put fertilizer on for things to grow. So, what are the things that? Feed the cares mm-hmm. and the struggles and the worries and anxiety. So what are what is feeding that? And then what are the things that feed us in terms of our hopes and faith mm-hmm. and um, sense of what Jesus is saying about money and possessions? Um, so mm-hmm. I was like, well, what is our feeding trough? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that are our lifelines that help shape our thinking even about money possessions or from day in day out we 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 all recognize in our own walks how we struggle and we worry about money do we have enough are we going to pay for the bills here you know i got you know cars mm-hmm. breaking down i got to replace the brakes that kind of stuff or it needs a tune up so what are we going to do and, or the even the sense of you know i'm so exhausted i'd like a real break Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We go on Facebook and we see this stream of people who are gone off to this cottage, they've gone on this cruise or uh, I've, you but know, it's constant. Even, it's even smaller than that. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, it's the driving home Friday night at the end of the day and I'm, I'm exhausted and you know what, we're ordering pizza and, mm-hmm. and we actually know kind of in the back of our head that we don't really have the money to order pizza because it doesn't, you know, again, that might be the reality and just going... Oh, but there's, uh, again, there's multiple, the environment yes. we're in is going to gonna tell us that you, it's okay. You deserve that today. You worked hard all week. And, and that might be true, but you but still. You might have the cash flow to do it. I, so, so what we're saying is, okay, just to, so we've got cares, we've got riches, and we've got pleasures of life. So we've got these cares and anxieties over paying bills. We were talking about the uh, single parents out there who are, you know, maybe sometimes working minimum wage jobs or mm-hmm. people with limited income, people with disabilities, people who are sick, and it is consuming. And how do you um, not focus on the cares? And and I have lately had this phrase in my head because I, I'm a visual learner and I have been saying, I keep company with fear. I keep company. It's so it's like I have I'm sitting at the table and fears across from me and we're having a cup of tea, you know, or worries across from me. Well, you you can fill in whoever you're having tea tea with if you're, you know, if you if you don't drink tea and drink something else, coffee, fine. But I'm thinking I'm keeping company with these. And I visually have to say, I'm not keeping company with you anymore. And the 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 visual that's helped me with these cares is is going to the scriptures, and one of the scriptures says, you know, we have Christ in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And if I visualize Christ in me, uh, fear doesn't stick to him. 
he he can look at fear and he's like, I'm not going to sit down with you. Thank you very much. You like. See, so, and I was thinking of the scripture, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, there's that too. I, it's a little more gentle in my imagination. But seriously, like, it's what, who are, what fee, is the feeding trough? Who yeah. am I keeping company with? Yes. What am I keeping company with? Am I, in spite of the circumstances, when the circumstances look so dark and gloomy, where am I going? Am I going to the truth to change my narrative and my thinking? Or am I just going to keep abiding by those lies that I'm not going to have enough? This is going to be forever. And you know what? It It's easier sometimes to sit down with fear and just feed that repetitious lie in my head. Well, I think that's a good picture image for everybody. You know, who am I keeping company with? If I'm sitting down with tea... A- have tea with fear, you keep the conversation going (laughs) until you make the decision. So, I mean, it just becomes cyclical and you just keep going on and on. And you end up in, as my wife and I joke about, you end up in the ditch. And is that where you want to really stay or do you want to get out? Yeah. And I I think, you know, talking about keeping company, we, in fact, just in terms of environmentally, the company's already sitting at the table. So sometimes we are choosing to sit at the table, like the companies are, whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety, they're all at the table having tea. And then we have to decide, well, am I going to sit down and join them? Or am I going to go and create a different environment, sit at a different table? Because I think that's really important, even in this, this parable that we're looking at, you know, the, where the seed falls, the environment that the seed falls in is part of this parable. It falls in different environments. And the environment of, you know, the cares of this world, the riches of this life, and, and the pleasures, you know, that's an environment that here in North America, we're in. I mean, we're, this is where we sit. It's the Facebooks, it's the Twitters, it's the, you know, it's the advertising, the marketing, all of so, those things. So this is a real practical exercise. And I'm, I'm thinking of, of mental health issues and anxiety and on that level. And I don't, I don't think we're addressing that. We're talking here about when you worry about your bills and your mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um not saying that there isn't some truth for all of us what whatever our struggle is where we keep company but when we're worrying all the time about uh, meditating on 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 the bills and the money and all of that we have to go to Christ. We have to sh- like get off the path, get out of that it's like you said, get away from that table and be diligent and pick up the word of God and say, I'm going to trust what his word says, because this is what I have. Or I'm going to call a friend to pray for me. I'm going to call a friend and share my anxiety mm-hmm. and my fear and say, I'm keeping company with the wrong at the wrong place. What is God saying to me? Mm-hmm. But make sure you call a friend who's not also drinking and eating with fear, maybe. And, and it can be as simple as turning on worship music. I mean, yes, I, I was too. reminded mm-hmm. just recently by somebody that, that just said, listen, when, when I'm in this place, I need to turn on worship music and I just need to You change the atmosphere. Well, I just yeah. need to allow the 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 everything that worship music does cuz I mean you're a words person Rebecca by mm-hmm. your own admission and yes. so you go to the word and you can in a sense find your company there. I'm maybe not so much of a words person but certainly if I put the earbuds in and I put some worship music on and I just allow that to wash over me then I 
get in that place of, okay, these are speaking words of life. These are speaking words of, of hope. These are, um, yeah. And, and I can, and that, it may be just that simple is, is, Hey, I'm just going to get up and, uh, and put on some worship music and then do the thing that I know that I need to do, whether that's just sit and let it soak, or maybe there is something, a phone call that needs to be made or something like that. So what about the pleasures of life, Ray? Like how do they choke? How would you say they choke us? Well, I, you know what? Um, the pleasures. I think like, you know, for some people, a vacation is really important in their lifestyle. And whether they can afford it, sometimes they don't even plan ahead of time, but it becomes an all-consuming thing. They plan, you know, I've watched some of my friends who, you know, will plan for months and months down all to the details, that kind of stuff. And and then you suddenly realize how much money it costs. And it's like, okay, okay, that's, it becomes all-consuming or clothes, you know, it's like um, running off and going regularly to shopping, you know. Um, it's amazing to watch people go around. It's um, I find it fascinating sometimes to watch people just in in stores because it's like they almost have to touch. They're so tactile. They have to touch so much of the product in the stores. I don't know if it's some way of connecting. I just find it very fascinating to watch those kind of things. So those do you, things. Do you have a pleasure? Do you I think, have a pleasure. Do you think you have a pleasure that you I know I I could list mine. <laughs> I guess I would say I, my friends would say mm, I'm a coffee connoisseur, so I'd like a really good cup of coffee, and and sometimes I don't think about the cost because it's just that's you know I could get just a Starbucks mm-hmm. pike, or I could get my usual an americano. So it just you know I know. And how do you how do you you know? pursue a vacation because you know it's you know a great memory for your family and it could be a wholesome thing and not let it become an obsession how do we how do we because god scripture also says god's given us everything to enjoy so he wants us to enjoy but I, like sometimes i think i'm hearing the listener saying but there's a fine line you mean i can't have a nice cup of coffee well sure you can mm-hmm. but you got to know within yourself when it's you're obsessing and when it's become almost like an idol. And that is your focus. Like how much time are you thinking upon that thing? Right? How much time am I thinking about that? And I can say mine is like vacations, books, and the past has been closed. Like, I, I, you know, it's interesting because, you know, my talking about being a word person, but we talk about the word vacation and I've, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I, it, it's I know vacate. And I, and I think that has something to do with it because if it's a vacation, the idea is, is I just want to escape and get away from kind of what is the normal life. Whereas, you know, we've changed our, our wording a little bit to make it a holiday which to me, again, holy day, there is a element of actually getting away so that we can come closer to the Lord and each other. So it's not all, we're not all, you know, when we go away, we don't all sit around in a circle for a week and, and you know, look at each other. We have fun, but we also incorporate that, hey, this is a time where we actually are pushing the world away and focusing in on each other focusing in on our family and focusing in on on the core of the Lord in our family and in a sense of a reset that's part of our holiday right. that we we want to create for our family we don't want to just vacate we don't want to just 
you know, hey, we're leaving this world and we're we're entering a a semi-created world that is not really the the real world that that we can live in. And that's that's something that you and I have, in a sense, talked through and intentionally went through and said this is this is what we want to do in terms of finding rest and mm-hmm. and a holiday and what that looks like. Um, and I think that plays into a little bit if the pleasures of this life are squeezing out, are choking out the our time with the lord if if our vacation is a series of let's do this let's do this let's do this and we get to the end of the day and we're like wow we haven't really even acknowledged christ in our life um then i think that's a good indicator of maybe there's too much vac- vacating going on and maybe maybe not enough holiday hmm. reb looks at me and goes okay dave what do i do with that right? well no now i'm like well i'm just I'm just thinking about being choked, mm-hmm. actually, that something that looks so good can mm-hmm. choke us. And choking is, well, you think about it, we've all watched enough TV, I think, where we know what it looks like for someone to be choked. You know, th- that means the life is being taken mm-hmm. out of us. And who thought that a pleasure that looks so good could could actually be squeezing life out of us? And I guess maybe that's a question I ask myself, you know, what am I participating in thinking about meditating on that's, that's choking me, mm-hmm. that's actually sucking the life from me like that. These are serious mm-hmm. thoughts. And I like, I know welcome we don't, uh, I know, show. I know, <laughs> I know, welcome <laughs> to Rev's, you know, scripture choice for the week, but I mean, I like these conversations because it does get us. I don't know how many of you out there stop and think about that. I don't necessarily stop and think about this parable in this context. I, th- I and I, I love I, you know we're going back to this parable, but I mean we understand that as gardeners, there's a, a continual weeding that needs to happen. If the fruit is going to get to maturity. It's not a, okay, it's a one-time deal. Okay, I weeded, you know, <laughs> Reb's looking at me because I, I could actually see myself saying, I, wish. I weeded three I wish. weeks ago. <laughs> I have to do it again? Uh, you know, I like, know. no, uh, the, the, the weeding is, in fact, something that we need to be conscious. We need to be identifying, okay, is this an invasive spe- uh, species, as you said, Ray? It, you know, we need to be creating some space and some room around that seed so it can grow to maturity. And as all of these things start, you know, coming in and, and surrounding and squeezing out and choking out that seed, we can, I think we can identify with that in our own lives. In if the seed is our relationship with God and all of these things are coming in to squeeze that out so that there's no life in that. So I take no joy in worship, and I take no joy in reading the scripture, and I take no joy in just going for a walk and looking around at God's creation. If I'm not taking any joy in those things, then there's a lot of choking that's been going on. And and the weeding, yeah, you Oh, we to. might not even realize it, right? I'm thinking, like, do we real? Do you realize it sometimes until maybe, you know, a week? or two or a month later that you've been choking. I know. It's sometimes that it's like, oh, I, yeah. I don't know what it is. The Lord just triggers it. It's like the realization, okay, I have been thinking about this a lot. It's been consuming a lot of my energy and draining me. Mm. Um, and that's what I've been keeping company with. Yeah. yeah. I like that analogy, Yeah, really. I, I was thinking about your your image there about the garden. 
we really want whatever we plant, whatever seed, we want it to come to maturity. Yeah. So we do what we need to do and know to do in order to see that happen. So we work the soil around it. We put fertilizer. We make certain it's got enough water and sunlight to see it come to maturity. So it's like a truth from his word. Um, do we allow it to actually take root in our heart? Do we do the things like you would a seed to allow it to nurture it? to come to its fullness. And I guess that just really struck me as I, I heard you talking, David. Um, and I was thinking about a quote that Dave loves, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Mm-hmm. And I don't, we always uh, wonder who actually quotes that because you said it was Thomas Jefferson, but I think it was somebody else. But anyway, but it <laughs> takes vigilance in a garden to keep things... Because my at uh, this point in time, my vegetable garden has a lot of weeds in it because I'm just going after the produce, <laughs> and because I I need to can it, so I'm thinking, oh well, I'm going to take the fruit, but then I'm not caring for actually what's happening with the plant. And I suppose if we lived in a climate that was warm all the time and that I could have a garden all the time, well, part of me thinks, ugh. I'm not going to worry about it because it's going to die out in the next six weeks, right? It'll be too cold and I don't need to worry about it. But and the I, produce is almost I, all. all like, there's I the saw, pumpkin there. Right. And, and, yeah, you know, whatever. But, but I mean, in that case, that I, I don't worry about it. But I, I do, it does take vigilance to keep keep your heart. Mm-hmm. It it And, you know, we want this journey with Jesus to be like ease and comfort because we also talk about that's often what we pursue. But, but you know, and I want to go back because Jesus does explain that the seed is the word of God. So, yes, I mean, obviously we say the written word, but it's also the spoken word of God. It's it's the Holy Spirit speaking to us. And to your point, you know, when we are thinking and all the cares of the world and everything's coming in at us, then the the word of God and and I always and maybe this is just me but I always think the word of God is the quietest word that is in my head, you know like I have to shut off all the screaming <laughs> voices and tune them out and kind of intentionally find my way through to them to to go oh there's the voice of God yeah. there there's the, the 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 voice of the shepherd that is being in a sense competed against with all these other voices. And so I have to kind of dig my way through all of those other other voices, right? And so, you know, in, in you know, Jesus says in in Luke, it's the word of God. That's that's the seed. And we want that to come to maturity in our own lives. To bear fruit. To bear mm-hmm. fruit. And, and and the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, mm-hmm. kindness, goodness, self-control. And uh Lord, we're just gonna ask at the mm-hmm. end of the show now, that you would reveal to us what's choking us. Mm-hmm. You would reveal to me what's choking me, that the listeners would take time with you even now in their driving or sitting with their coffee or listening on a podcast, that we would just take time and ask you because you have life to give. This, this isn't a downer. It's not like you're pressing your thumb down on us and wanting to, you know, oppress us you are calling us to freedom and you know what brings freedom and it takes our vigilance and it it takes good soil and it takes time with you like mary sitting at your feet lord i thank you that you teach us from your word and that your word is still alive and and convicting and bringing freedom so many years after it was written on on paper 
Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit who leads and guides us and leads us into the truth and reminds us, Jesus, of what you've said. Thank you uh, for this this time and this opportunity to talk about your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, thanks again, for Ray, for joining us. Glad to be here. Next so time. if you need some resources, Financial Discipleship Canada is the resource for good biblical financial uh, resources, uh, notmine.ca is the website there. So notmine.ca. Um, more than enough.ca is if you want to reach out to Reb and I and uh, you'd like to learn more and listen to the podcasts, uh, get a coach, all of those things are on more than enough.ca. So don't wait a year to, to reach out, reach out to us uh, sooner than that. And, you know, I'll give you one last practical tip because I like the practical tips. Um, find an environment where you can tune out the world, where you can shut down those voices and tune in the Word of God as, as you do that. And so my challenge in the next week to, to everybody listening is, is take some time this week to tune out the world, shut the Facebook, all of that stuff off, and tune in the voice of God and, and see what He'll say to you. Uh, and of course, join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.